And just when Oklahoma football recruiting couldn't get any crazier, you're waiting on another five-star defensive lineman and David Stone to make his announcement on August 26th. Oklahoma has other targets on the recruiting trail that they're eyeing to potentially lock down this month and in early September. So OU football fans, they're on their heels they're on their toes. They're watching to see what exactly is going to happen on the recruiting trail. And will Oklahoma finally be able to land this elite defensive line class that we have for so long longed for? And guys like myself or Jay over at Unfair Sports or other people across this uh, industry have told you could potentially happen. But guys, before we do that, before we jump into it, go ahead, hit that like, hit the subscribe button, jump down in the comments below and let let me know what y'all's thoughts are. Additionally, if you're watching this on Apple, Google, or Spotify, listening to it, go ahead, give me five stars, leave me a review, guys. Jump over to Instagram, give me a follow, tell me you followed me on the podcast accounts, guys. I'd love to have you be a part of what we're growing over here. I'd love for you to be a part of this community. But I think we only have to start off rightfully with the news that, well, Williams Winery is now a Missouri Tiger. I know it's not official. He hasn't signed pen to paper, but Oklahoma lost a five-star defensive lineman that for a while I told you guys would be an Oklahoma win. Uh, a lot of other people told you would be an Oklahoma win and unfortunately just got this one wrong. You know, I had talked to uh, two guys leading up to the commitment that day that said it would be OU. And I kind of got the feeling after he committed to Missouri that, hey, he was telling his buddies, I want to be a Sooner. I, I'm telling this guy, I want to be a Sooner. But his parents had different ideas. Maybe the Missouri thing was mama. Maybe the Georgia thing was dad. I don't know exactly what that looks like. I'm not too ingrained and entrenched in that recruitment. But it didn't seem like Williams Winery really had control over his recruitment after he became a five-star. Whether that's true or not, we can only theorize. We can only just ask the question. But you can imagine that Miguel Chavis and this staff will not stop their pursuit in for Williams Winery, although he's committed to Mizzou. So we'll just have to keep an eye on that one. And I know you guys are going to jump down in the comments and say, hey, well, Mizzou, they might fire their head coach. Drink might not be there. We'll have to see. If Drink lands just another stellar class and he's able to put out a competitive product, although he's losing games, let's say he starts out the season uh, 4-0. And then has to go play Vanderbilt in 5-0. Or 4-0. 5-0 if you have to play Vanderbilt, right? 5-0? Because I think we all assume they're going to lose to K-State. Then you would imagine that if Drink loses the rest of his games that season, he could still be retained as long as he is putting out a competitive product like he did last year against Georgia. Just a thought. Just a theory. But want to shift gears a little bit into the five-star defensive lineman, David Stone. So this one we are waiting on. August 26th is the date. The date that David Stone has set forth for a commitment. And I've told you guys this multiple times. We're not retracting this statement. David Stone is the single most important recruit for Oklahoma in the 2024 class. And unfortunately, this one might not be in Oklahoma's control to be able to ultimately land this commitment. Because there are other forces or players out there that might keep David Stone from committing to Oklahoma. 
and we're not going to dive too much into it because it's none of my business. It's not my business to get into that personal stuff. But what I can tell you guys is this. If Oklahoma only gets David Stone as a five-star defensive lineman recruit in this class, you still had a very good defensive lineman class. You broke the curse. You got a five-star defensive lineman. I still expect him to get Nigel Smith. You get Jaden Jackson. I expect to get either Danny Okoye or Zena Yumio Azulu, maybe both. That's a very good defensive line class still going into the SEC. And although you might not add the guys like a Dominic McKinley and Williams Winery to really just make it one of the best defensive line classes, not only in Oklahoma history, but one of the best defensive line classes that we might have seen in the modern era, David Stone brings an impact to the team, not only as a recruiting aspect, but he's going to completely change the way that people think about Oklahoma on the defensive side of the ball because Oklahoma just hasn't landed guys like this as of recently. Now, I talked to somebody last night into this morning about David Stone, and quite frankly, I'm not feeling too good about it. And I'm not necessarily saying it's because David Stone doesn't want to be at Oklahoma. I don't know. but it sounds like David Stone might be trending elsewhere. And that elsewhere is probably going to be the University of Miami because that's been the school that's had the most hype around this recruitment outside of Oklahoma. You had Michigan State for quite a while. Yes, he's been to AM and he's been to the Gators, but I don't think those are real players. And with the amount of turnover Michigan State's had, I wouldn't imagine that Michigan State is still as big of a player as they once were in this race. Miami, though, Miami has it all. They have the beaches. They have the nice weather. He's already in Florida. You can move mom out there. You can have a blast every weekend. Miami, just like Oklahoma, a team that needs help on the defensive side of the ball and the defensive line, a team that you can help resurrect the program, an up-and-coming program. I mean, you can't ask for more. The only thing is, the NIL opportunities for David Stone here at Oklahoma, you like what it sets. Although he's going to get a really good NIL package, I would assume Oklahoma probably has one of the better NIL pitches for David Stone. You would imagine that David Stone will be able to carry out his legacy of playing football from his time at Oklahoma and be able to make more money in the future. However that looks like. I mean, you've seen lots of former Sooners start their own business. You see guys on the radio like Teddy Lehman. You see guys in ads and commercials. David Stone could just be that next player for Oklahoma. But ultimately right now, if you guys put a gun to my head and said, hey, does David Stone commit to the University of Oklahoma? I'm not feeling too confident. I'm feeling like it could be a Miami deal. And it's not going to be because of NIL, guys. That's not Miami threw out a bigger bag than Oklahoma. It's, I think, some other line factors. And it's nothing to do with the staff. I think the staff has probably done a great job in this recruitment because I think they've seen the importance of landing David Stone. But ultimately, I think Miami might just be able to one-up Oklahoma. And if Oklahoma really does lose David Stone on August 26th, I know a lot of you guys are going to want to freak out, but if all we get is Jaden Jackson, Nigel Smith, 
Danny Okoye, and maybe another dude. I don't know who that dude will be, but maybe another guy. It's pretty, I mean, it's better than most defensive line classes that we've had. Better than most. But David Stone is the single most important recruit for Oklahoma in this 2024 class. I don't think you guys will disagree with me there. He's been to Miami five times. He's been there on official visit on June 9th. He's been to Oklahoma probably more than 30 times. So when you follow the unofficial visits, you really like where Oklahoma sits. You think Oklahoma probably has positioned themselves better than any other program in terms of an official unofficial visit standpoint to land the five-star defensive lineman. They've put in the work. They've done what they've needed to. And David Stone, being a guy from Oklahoma City, you would just naturally favor Oklahoma in that recruitment. But Miami with five unofficials, hanging right in there with the Gators and A&M, right behind Michigan State, who is eight. And Michigan State, who also got the official. I think Miami's a real player. Maybe more of a player than I originally thought a couple weeks ago. If you guys go back and watch the videos, I told you David Stone's going to be a Sooner. Don't worry about it. But after doing a little bit more digging over the past couple nights, last night specifically, not sure I'm feeling too confident on this one. I don't want to lead you guys on. I want David Stone to be a Sooner. I wouldn't be shocked if he picks Oklahoma. But right now, I'm probably leaning a little bit more Miami in this race. And so... Shifting gears a little bit into some more good news because all I've done is just talk about bad things, right? Williams Winery, David Stone. Let's talk about Danny Okoye because I'm really excited about where Oklahoma currently sits with him. I've talked to him a little bit. And as I've told you guys in previous videos, I'm starting to lean a little bit more the direction that Oklahoma lands Danny Okoye, which... It's something I did not think that I would have been telling you guys at the beginning of the 2024 cycle. Now, I think Oklahoma still has work to do. Okoye still got visits. He still has this top six. Really, I think it's just down to three schools. And, well, he's still got to beat out Nick Saban. I think, you, I think Nick Saban's a player here. Not sure Texas is. I like Tennessee and Oklahoma. So, read between the lines there. But if Danny Okoye picks the University of Oklahoma, you're going to get, in my opinion, the best player in the state of Oklahoma in this 2024 class. I know some people say it's Zadavian Sims. Some people say it's Okoye. But I think Okoye is explosive. And I think throughout the senior season, you're going to see Okoye's stock continue to rise. And if you get Okoye, you're still doing what you need to do, which is Securing in-state recruits. Do not letting them go somewhere else. And then you look at some of the other defensive line prospects. I told you guys, I favored Nigel Smith to the University of Oklahoma. We're going to be out there for his commitment. It's going to be an exciting time. You guys need to make sure you tune in for that one. And then you look at Zeno Yumi Ozulu. And although I think that's leaning a little bit more Texas at the moment, Oklahoma is definitely not out of the race. They're definitely not out of it. And Dominic McKinley, the other five-star that so many of you guys are going to have questions about and going to ask about. I definitely think Oklahoma is in the race for Dominic McKinley. And where I once said Oklahoma is the leader, I think they maybe still lead a little bit, but I think Texas is gaining a lot of ground. 
when you look at the engineering program down there at Texas, I think that's what might be a selling point for McKinley. So I think right now, when you look at the McKinley recruitment, you're looking at two things. The engineering program at Texas and the sole mission at Oklahoma. Which one's going to win out? And only time's going to tell. We've heard the rumors, September 1st for Dominic McKinley. Oklahoma fans, listen. Maybe it's maybe it's 5545 right now Oklahoma, but I think that can change on a dime. I think I think Oklahoma's maybe losing a little bit in this recruitment. They're losing a little bit of ground, but I think they can easily make it back up. So we'll just have to see if the staff has positioned the sole mission well enough with the McKinleys to be able to go out there and land that five-star defensive lineman. Now, shifting gears outside the defensive line, because this is always going to be a struggle. It's always going to be your guys' favorite topic to talk about, defensive lineman for Oklahoma. Let's talk about the offensive line. I still like where Oklahoma sits for Daniel Akinkumi, although it doesn't look like that's going to wrap up until maybe middle of September, early October. You have Eddie Pierre-Louis. Don't really know a whole lot about that, although Michael Hawkins is trying to get him to Oklahoma. Michael Hawkins likes him. So can Michael Hawkins close the deal? Grant Bricks. Grant Bricks is the guy I think that's top of the target on your board. Although you have been in the recruitment for Jordan Seaton now and you're getting the official visit, I don't think you land Jordan Seaton. I think it would take a David Stone to commit to the University of Oklahoma, and Jaden Jackson and David Stone would have to put in a lot of work. Jordan Seaton, I think, is going to end up with a South Carolina or a Florida or somebody like that. It just seems like that's where it's going to land. It seems like where that recruitment's probably trending. And then you guys look at the linebacker position because this one I think has been intriguing because Oklahoma is still in the recruitment for four-star Braden Platt. And some of you see the upcoming commitment on September 4th and you're like, well, can Ted Roof close the deal? Because we only have one linebacker in this class, James Nesta. And some of you guys are worried, which I'm not too understanding about that. Because talking to some people that know Platt and are around the recruitment, starting to jump on the train that this is going to be an Oregon pick. And although I don't have the sources in the Switzer Center, but I feel Venables and Roof, unless they can flip Sammy Brown, Peyton Pierce, or any of those top linebacker targets they originally had, well, you took four linebackers, really good ones in 2024, and Samuel Omasigo, Lewis Carter, Phil Picciotti, Taylor Heim, and then you got the transfer in Connor Near, who has just been really, really good for you right now during these practices. I don't think they're worried about landing two linebackers in this class unless it's just one of those top-tier targets. 2025, I think, is the year that they look at it and go, let's try to retool at the linebacker position. 2025 is the year where, hey, we need to go out there and try to land to maybe even three linebackers. Because by that point, when the 2025s get on campus, Lewis Carter, Samuel Omasigo, those guys should be within their last year before they could be eligible for a draft. And so you look at the 2025 targets of the linebacker position and you look at Kelvin Riggins, who, or Kelvion Riggins, who has talked up Oklahoma. There's been a lot of hype there. You look at 
Christian Thatcher, who ended up making for Sooners Under the Stars. You look at another guy from Lee Summit North, Chase Pearsall, who I don't think has an OU offer, but if OU wanted him, they could go out there and get him. And there's plenty of other linebacker targets out there for Oklahoma. Those are the three that I kind of highlight and look at and go, hey, I could see those guys being a part of Oklahoma's class. I think 2025 is the year you see Oklahoma retool at the linebacker position, not worried about what they do in 2024. I don't think you should be worried about it either. And then to wrap it up, you look at the secondary. Devon Jordan, Eli Bowen, Michael Boganowski. What's Oklahoma going to do there? I think they land two of the three. Two of the three. I think that's the most realistic. And even if you don't land the five-star defensive lineman that you expect to, even if Oklahoma doesn't land any of the five-star defensive linemen that you're expecting to land or that you want to land, this is still a really good class for Oklahoma. And ultimately, if you show improvement on the defensive line, if you show improvement on the defense, let's say you jump to a top 30 defense this year or a top 40 defense, recruits are going to take notice of what Brent Venables, Todd Bates, Ted Roof, Brandon Hall, Jay Valai, and them are doing with this defense. They're going to take notes. They're going to notice that. And they're going to want to eventually be a part of it. Remember, Oklahoma's defense has not been good over the past 10 years. And because of that, I think it's hurt us on the recruiting trail. Because we don't really have that production behind us. If we put a couple more guys into the league and they're successful, they're not getting cut from the teams, I think that's going to go a long way as well. The other thing is, it's important to land the recruits. It's important to be able to convince guys to not go to the NFL when they're not ready. It's just that simple. So although some of you guys are worried about some of these 2024 recruits, I think we need to start not only looking at the 2024 guys that Oklahoma can land, but what guys could potentially stay at Oklahoma for another year, have another year of eligibility, and they need to stay. Because those are going to be the guys that are going to be tenured, developed, and help your defensive line excel. And then you bring in the younger guys. You bring, you bring in the younger crew. And eventually, you start to see the defense recruit better and progress on the field. So that's all I got for you guys today. So go ahead, jump down in the comments below. Let me know what y'all's thoughts are. If you're listening to this on Apple, Google, or Spotify, we appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead, leave me five stars. Leave me a review. Follow me over on Instagram at the thepgshow.cfb. Love to have you guys be a part of this community, part of what we are building. See you guys next time.